0: This is the Bible in Wenya day 72. Love boundaries. I remember years ago a football match that had been arranged involving 22 young boys including one of my sons aged 8 at the time. A friend of mine, Andy, was going to referee. Unfortunately, by 2:30 he had not turned up. The boys could wait no longer. I was press-ganged into being the substitute referee, but I had no whistle. There were no markings for the boundaries of the pitch and I didn't know the rules nearly as well as some of the boys. The game soon descended into complete chaos. Some shouted that the ball was in, others that it was out. I wasn't at all sure, so I let things run. Then the fouls started. Some cried, Foul! Others, no foul! I didn't know who was right, so I let them play on. Then people began to get hurt. By the time Andy arrived, there were three boys lying injured on the ground and all the rest were shouting, mainly at me. But the moment Andy arrived, he blew his whistle, arranged the teams, told them where the boundaries were and had them under complete control. The boys then enjoyed a great game of football. Were the boys freer without the rules? Or were they in fact less free? Without any effective authority, they could do exactly what they wanted. But people were confused and hurt. They much preferred it when the game was played according to the rules. Then they were free to enjoy the game. The rules of football are not designed to take away the fun of the game. They're designed to enable the game to be enjoyed to the full. God's rules are his boundaries for life, given out of his love for us. His boundaries are not designed to restrict our freedom, but rather to give us freedom. Like the rules of football, they do not stop the enjoyment of the game. Rather, they enable the game of life to be enjoyed to the full. From Proverbs 7. My son,
1: keep my words and store up my commands within you. Keep my commands and you will live. Guard my teachings as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, You are my sister, and to insight, You are my relative. They will keep you from the adulterous woman. From the wayward woman with her seductive words.
0: God's loving boundaries. God does not invite us to follow his laws, he commands. But these are not the commandments of a dictator. They're the commands of a loving father, designed to ensure justice, peace, and fullness of life. The writer of Proverbs is like a parent encouraging their children and passing on God's commands to them. He urges his children. Store up my commands within you. Keep my commands and you will live. Keep my law as the apple, the pupil of your eye. Write them on the tablet of your heart. This is what the Holy Spirit does. He writes God's laws on your heart and gives you the ability to keep them. God's commands bring wisdom and wisdom should be our intimate friend. They bring insight and they keep us out of trouble. Loving Spirit of God. You have written your rules in my heart. Help me to keep your boundaries and live life in all its fullness. New Testament from Luke 1
1: Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who, from the first, were eyewitnesses and servants of the Word. With this in mind, Since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. He could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days he has shown his favor and taken away my
0: disgrace among the people. The example of others One of the things that has helped me most in my life is the inspiring example of others. Sometimes it's been older people who, like Zechariah and Elizabeth, have lived their life walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the law. Other times it's been young people who, like John the Baptist, had been filled with the Holy Spirit and power. Anyone at any age can be an inspiring example. Luke was an educated man, a historian, and traditionally thought to have been a doctor. He was the only Gentile in an all-Jewish cast of New Testament writers. This is the first volume of his two-volume work, Luke Acts. Luke had made a careful investigation of the events surrounding Jesus. He wrote an account based on eyewitnesses, so that you may know the certainty of the things you've been taught. You can have a certain confidence about the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. He starts his account with the birth of John the Baptist. In particular, he begins with John's parents, Zechariah and Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. It's worth noting in passing that there's absolutely no suggestion that Elizabeth was barren because of some sin in their lives. Quite the contrary. Finally, their prayer was heard. When we pray, God hears more than we say, answers more than we ask, gives more than we imagine, in his own time and in his own way. They waited a long time for their prayer to be answered. If God makes you wait, you're in good company. God granted their request for a child, who brought them joy and delight. God gave Zechariah a vision of what would happen. John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit even before he was born. He was to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous. God's desire is to set the world back to the wise ways of living and away from the chaos that comes from disobeying his commands. Jesus is the one who makes this possible. John the Baptist came to prepare the way for Jesus. Thank you, Lord for the inspiring examples from the Bible and in society today of those who live within your boundaries. Lord, transform our society. Restore marriage and good parenting. Fill me today with the Holy Spirit. Old Testament from Leviticus 26 and 27 But if you will not listen to me and carry out
1: all these commands and if you reject my decrees and abhor my laws and fail to carry out all my commands and so violate my covenant, then I will do this to you. I will bring on you sudden terror, wasting diseases, and fever that will destroy your sight and sap your strength. You will plant seed in vain, because your enemies will eat it. I will set my face against you, so that you will be defeated by your enemies, those who hate you, will rule over you, and you will flee even when no one is pursuing you. If, after all this, you will not listen to me, I will punish you for your sins seven times over. I will break down your stubborn pride and make the sky above you like iron and the ground beneath you like bronze. Your strength will be spent in vain because your soil will not yield its crops nor will the trees of your land yield their fruit. If you remain hostile towards me and refuse to listen to me, I will multiply your afflictions seven times over as your sins deserve. I will send wild animals against you, and they will rob you of your children, destroy your cattle, and make you so few in number that your roads will be deserted. If, in spite of these things, you do not accept my correction, but continue to be hostile towards me, I myself will be hostile towards you, and will afflict you for your sins seven times over, and I will bring the sword on you to avenge the breaking of the covenant. When you withdraw into your cities, I will send a plague among you, and you will be given into enemy hands. When I cut off your supply of bread, Ten women will be able to bake your bread in one oven, and they will dole out the bread by weight. You will eat, but you will not be satisfied. If, in spite of this, you still do not listen to me but continue to be hostile towards me, then, in my anger, I will be hostile towards you, and I myself will punish you for your sins seven times over. You will eat the flesh of your sons and the flesh of your daughters. I will destroy your high places, cut down your incense altars, and pile your dead bodies on the lifeless forms of your idols. And I will abhor you. I will turn your cities into ruins and lay waste your sanctuaries, and I will take no delight in the pleasing aroma of your offerings. I myself will lay waste the land, so that your enemies who live there will be appalled. I will scatter you among the nations and will draw out my sword and pursue you. Your land will be laid waste and your cities will lie in ruins. Then the land will enjoy its Sabbath years all the time that it lies desolate and you are in the country of your enemies. Then the land will rest and enjoy its Sabbaths. All the time that it lies desolate, the land will have the rest it did not have during the Sabbaths you lived in it. As for those of you who are left, I will make their hearts so fearful in the lands of their enemies that the sound of a wind-blown leaf will put them to flight. They will run as though fleeing from the sword, and they will fall, even though no one is pursuing them. They will stumble over one another as though fleeing from the sword, even though no one is pursuing them. So you will not be able to stand before your enemies, you will perish among the nations, the land of your enemies will devour you. Those of you who are left will waste away in the lands of their enemies because of their sins. Also because of their ancestors' sins, they will waste away. But if they will confess their sins and the sins of their ancestors their unfaithfulness and their hostility towards me, which made me hostile towards them, so that I sent them into the land of their enemies, then, when their uncircumcised hearts are humbled and they pay for their sin, I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham, and I will remember the land. For the land will be deserted by them, and will enjoy its Sabbaths while it lies desolate without them. They will pay for their sins because they rejected my laws and abhorred my decrees. Yet, in spite of this, when they are in the land of their enemies, I will not reject them or abhor them so as to destroy them completely, breaking my covenant with them. I am the Lord their God but for their sake I will remember the covenant with their ancestors, whom I brought out of Egypt in the sight of the nations to be their God. I am the Lord. These are the decrees, the laws, and the regulations that the Lord established at Mount Sinai between himself and the Israelites through Moses. chapter 27 The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, If anyone makes a special vow to dedicate a person to the Lord by giving the equivalent value, set the value of a male between the ages of twenty and sixty at fifty shekels of silver according to the sanctuary shekel. For a female, set her value at thirty shekels. For a person between the ages of five and twenty, set the value of a male at twenty shekels and of a female at ten shekels. For a person between one month and five years, set the value of a male at five shekels of silver and that of a female at three shekels of silver. For a person sixty years old or more, set the value of a male at fifteen shekels and of a female at ten shekels. If anyone making the vow is too poor to pay the specified amount, The person being dedicated is to be presented to the priest who will set the value according to what the one making the vow can afford. If what they vowed is an animal that is acceptable as an offering to the Lord, such an animal given to the Lord becomes holy. They must not exchange it or substitute a good one for a bad one or a bad one for a good one. If they should substitute one animal for another, both it and the substitute become holy. If what they vowed is a ceremonially unclean animal, one that is not acceptable as an offering to the Lord, the animal must be presented to the priest who will judge its quality as good or bad. Whatever value the priest then sets, that is what it will be. If the owner wishes to redeem the animal, a fifth must be added to its value. If anyone dedicates their house as something holy to the Lord, the priest will judge its quality as good or bad. Whatever value the priest then sets, so it will remain. If the one who dedicates their house wishes to redeem it, they must add a fifth to its value, and the house will again become theirs. If anyone dedicates to the Lord part of their family land, its value is to be set according to the amount of seed required for it. 50 shekels of silver to a homer of barley seed. If they dedicate a field during the year of jubilee, the value that has been set remains. But if they dedicate a field after the jubilee, the priest will determine the value according to the number of years that remain until the next year of jubilee, and its set value will be reduced. If the one who dedicates the field wishes to redeem it, they must add a fifth to its value and the field will again become theirs. If, however, they do not redeem the field, or if they have sold it to someone else, it can never be redeemed. When the field is released in the Jubilee, it will become holy, like a field devoted to the Lord. It will become priestly property. If anyone dedicates to the Lord a field they have bought which is not part of their family land... The priest will determine its value up to the year of jubilee, and the owner must pay its value on that day as something holy to the Lord. In the year of jubilee, the field will revert to the person from whom it was bought, the one whose land it was. Every value is to be set according to the sanctuary shekel, twenty giras to the shekel. No one, however, may dedicate the firstborn of an animal since the firstborn already belongs to the Lord. Whether an ox or a sheep, it is the Lord's. If it is one of the unclean animals, it may be bought back at its set value, adding a fifth of the value to it. If it is not redeemed, it is to be sold at its set value. But nothing that a person owns and devotes to the Lord, whether a human being or an animal or family land, may be sold or redeemed. Everything so devoted is most holy to the Lord. No one devoted to destruction may be ransomed. They are to be put to death. A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Whoever would redeem any of their tithe must add a fifth of the value to it. Every tithe of the herd and flock, every tenth animal that passes under the shepherd's rod will be holy to the Lord. No one may pick out the good from the bad or make any substitution. If anyone does make a substitution, both the animal and its substitute become holy and cannot be redeemed. These are the commands the Lord gave Moses at Mount Sinai for the Israelites
0: the blessing of boundaries. God loves you. He does not want you to get hurt and mess up your life and the lives of other people. That's why he gives you his instruction manual and warns of the danger of living outside his loving boundaries. The last verse of Leviticus summarizes what the whole book is about. These are the commandments that God gave to Moses on Mount Sinai for the people of Israel. His boundaries were intended to bring blessing Today's passage describes the disastrous results when God's people will not listen to him and carry out all these commands. If you reject my decrees and abhor my laws and fail to carry out all my commands and so violate my covenant, then I'll do this to you. We see the chaotic world that results from stubborn pride. The relationship with God is broken. Prayers do not get through. God says, I will make the sky above you like iron. Disobedience is draining. Your strength will be spent in vain. However successful you are materially, it does not satisfy. You will eat, but you will not be satisfied. These are described literally as the curses of disobedience. God gives every possible opportunity to repent. He puts all kinds of obstacles in our way to persuade us to turn back to Him. In His faithfulness and in spite of continual rejection, God is always ready to receive us back if we confess and humble ourselves. This all points forward to Jesus. The sad thing about all these commands is that no one is able to keep them. It's clear in these verses that God knows that the people will break them and bring all these curses upon themselves. Yet, that is not the end of the story. God promises that even then he will act to save and redeem his people. Ultimately, God did this by taking the curses of the law upon himself. It's only as we see the background to all this that we understand quite how amazing the cross is and how much Jesus took upon himself by becoming a curse for us and the extraordinary blessing of being justified by faith and receiving the promise of the Spirit. God's Holy Spirit changes us as he writes his boundaries on The tablets of our hearts As Paul says Live by the Spirit And you will not gratify The desires of the flesh God's Spirit produces within you The fruit of love Joy, peace And much more besides The boundaries were given out of love Jesus summarizes the commandments Love the Lord your God And love your neighbor as yourself We love because he first loved us In love he died for you And now he gives you his Holy Spirit to enable you to follow his commandments by living a life of love. Lord, thank you that through Jesus you forgive my failure to keep within your boundaries. Thank you that now you give me your Holy Spirit to help me to keep your commands and to live a life of love. Pepper adds In Luke 1 verse 13 it says, The angel said to him, Your prayer has been heard. Zechariah must have been praying to have a child for decades and had probably long since given up praying that particular prayer. It's encouraging that God does hear even if he doesn't seem to answer. God's timing was perfect for John's arrival in the world. We don't always see the bigger picture.